Security and advisory services offered through Harbor Investments, Inc., member SIPC. This material is for educational purposes only and is not intended to be financial advice. Please consult a professional on your situation. Content paid for by Avila Wealth. Okay, so let's talk money. Time for the Financial Health and Wealth Show with financial advisor Cassandra Brazier of Avila Wealth. All she talks about is money, money, money. Financial topics relevant to your life heard every Sunday morning at 10 or available anytime as a My Talk podcast. That's great. I love podcasts. Let's start the show. Here's your host, Miss Shannon. All right, ladies, we got to talk finances. Finances. Oh, sadly, Miss Shannon is not here, um, but I hope I can do at least uh, a serviceable job in her absence. Uh, <laughs> my name is Tiffany Norton, and uh, yeah, I'll be sitting in for uh, our lovely talk. I'm kind of excited. Man, you sent me yeah. a lot of stuff to look at today. I know. Well, this is going to be, it, it, it's, I did this huge brain dump, Tiffany, mm-hmm. and uh, and I was kind of, I'm kind of excited about it because it's a lot, it is, it's a lot of information and I think it'll be some really good stuff for people. So if if you're just joining us here today, we're going to talk about uh, basically how do you build a financial foundation? And we may it may take us two to three shows to get through a lot of this, mm-hmm. but I think it's worth it. I think it's worth to do a deep dive into some of these areas as we go through. And we've got the time now. I mean, yeah. it's freezing out. The Vikings. What are else out. are we going to do? What else? Let's let's be positive <laughs> this weekend. Yeah. Let's tackle let's something. Make it productive. A productive. If we're stuck inside, if you're if you're local to the Twin Cities or the Midwest, you might be in a cold area. <laughs> yeah. I don't think so, you can escape it anywhere. Oh man, I know. Well, but we're going to keep you warm. right. It depends. Maybe you're, maybe you're, maybe you're a, a diehard fan of the show, and you're sitting on a beach somewhere right now, streaming it with a cocktail in your hand. Oh, please call us if that's the case. <laughs> um, the number is six five one six four one one zero seven one. If you would like to chime in, we would love to hear we that. Would love it. We would love. You it. You can just gloat. Yes, but we would love to celebrate that with you too. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Because, Especially because you've done good financial planning better right. than we did because oh, you're man. there and we're here. <laughs> we're we're here though. We're here for everyone else, right? We are and for you, right? We're we're here for all those who want to be able to just gain some insights and things. And, and maybe you're doing really well already with your finances, but there's I, what I found it with people is more often than not there's some area that still maybe there could be some improvements on, right? So I think it's wonderful when even even when you've done some legwork and you've worked on some things, I think it's great when people are still, um, I don't know if it's humble or just, they're just open-minded to say, but maybe there's more, right? Mm-hmm. But maybe I could be doing more. Well, and things change so quickly. They you do. Know, you kind of almost always have to have a, a checkup at least once mm-hmm. a year to really just kind of, because I mean, the, the tax implications change every year. There's lots of stuff. Yeah. That's why we have you. Right. No, the last few years, a lot has changed. Mm-hmm. And and like we talked about on the last show, and we'll get into here, I don't know if we'll get into it today or, or next time, but uh, we're the, you know, contributions to different retirement type accounts, all those things changed and they changed last year too. So there's, there's been, you know, it's like you, if you haven't checked in with someone for a little while, you may be quite a bit behind now as far as what's current um, and information and so forth. So there's there's a lot. There's a lot of things that continue to change. So it can be helpful to have a resource like the Financial Health and Wealth Show on my talk to, uh, you know, and c- come have a conversation with us at Avila Wealth. You could always do that at AvilaWealth.com, A-V-I-L-A Wealth. 
MyTalk.com. We love talking to MyTalkers. Yes, and I love the new name, Avila. Mm-hmm. It sounds wealthy. Oh, well, thank you. I don't know an Avila who hasn't done well. <laughs> do you know any Avilas? I actually don't. But, uh... <laughs> but you don't know any that haven't done well either. <laughs> thank you. See? Yes, oh, absolutely. There you, there you yeah, go. Yeah, well, and this, and this first kind of little nugget that you were going to kick off with, that, that caught my eye because I'm kind of in a financial... I, I, I had a couple of different changes this last year. Uh, mm-hmm. And I'm, I'm, I'm trying to not get overwhelmed, right? Like, yeah. I know I got to do more, mm-hmm. but I don't want to overwhelm myself. Yeah. And, uh, but, but that just had a little nugget in it, if you want to share it with them. Yeah. So, I wanted, so one of the things that we wanted, I wanted to, to start out with is, right, we're starting out a new year here in 2024. And I think sometimes on our journey with finances, sometimes it feels like that goal, that end point is so far away. Sometimes mm-hmm. it feels out of reach, maybe. Mm-hmm. Maybe not. Depends on where you are in that journey. But you, I guess the, the, the message I wanted people to hear is you may be closer than you think you are. And, and what I wanted to talk about is just how money compounds and doubles. Um, because that, that's the world that we live in as far as the financial world is it's, it's really all about when you, when you kind of, boil it down to the essence of it. It's about compounding money. It's about how fast we can get money to double. And and er, how can I get my money to earn more money? Correct. For me. Right, mm-hmm. right. Um, and so if you, if you look at, if you have $1 and it doubles, then it becomes $2, right? And that's, Okay, great. You you did you doubled your money, right? But at that at that amount, it's maybe not as exciting. When you when you have a thousand dollars and it doubles, that's you know okay. Then you have two thousand dollars. If you had a hundred thousand dollars and it doubles, then you have a two hundred thousand, right? Mm-hmm. If you had a million dollars and it doubles, two million dollars, right? What happens though when that two million dollars doubles? Then you're at four million. Each of these doubles, though, in a hypothetical sense, it doesn't need to take any more time than mm-hmm. the other or any more effort on your part, but it's just getting to a point where you've had the money doubling enough times and long enough to get to that last, that last double is the most exciting, isn't it? Like having $2 million double, I think anyway, is way more exciting than having a dollar double, right? Or even a thousand dollars double. Absolutely. So, but it's just a matter of, of time of patience, right? Mm-hmm. Of just continuing to plug along. And like I said, so if if your goal might have been that four million mark, and that maybe for some people that seems way too high. For some people that might be low. It just depends on what your goals are. But you maybe that's all my point is you may be closer than you think because it doesn't have to take any more time to get from two to four as it does to get from a thousand to two thousand. And that was what that was the part that grabbed me because I, you know, it doesn't take any more time. I guess is the part that kind of stuck in my head. It's like, all right. You know, so but it can take time to get to that, right? To get to the one million to double to two, to get to the two to double to four. But it doesn't have to take any more time than it does for a thousand to get to two thousand or two thousand to get to four thousand. So if you've lived through those initial earlier years, it can it's that eighty twenty rule, right? Mm-hmm. It can take eighty percent of the time to get what feels like twenty percent of the way there, right? And so if you can just be patient again. Work with someone that can help give you all those gui- that guidance, that perspective, let you know where you're at, how, how close are you. What we find is more often than not, people may be closer than they think they are, or there may be some creative ways to try and get to that end goal, and maybe even in the time frame you're looking for, too. Mm-hmm. And, you know, that's the thing, right? If there is a tweak and if there is a move you can make, 
And it costs you nothing to find out about it, really, mm-hmm. you know, to have a consultation, at least begin the conversation, right? Right. I mean, why not? Yeah. No, I, I agree. I think that there's the worst case for people is they get some education. Mm-hmm. They get some ideas. We go, and that's one of the things we're going to talk about as we go through here the next couple shows is too, is just some of the areas to be looking at. You're welcome to get a pen and paper. Maybe not if you're driving. If you're driving, maybe circle back, right? <laughs> maybe yeah. you can you can listen listen to the recording, listen to the podcast later. But there's gonna hopefully, I hope people see that there will be a number of different tidbits and nuggets and things that could be helpful that either it might help you or it maybe at least gets you thinking, or maybe it, it gives you enough to say it might be a good idea to at least take a look at some of these things because there's a lot that I could be looking at potentially. Yeah. And you're gonna see it differently than you than like you're looking at someone's finances from the outside. We're, you know, like if you're looking at mine, I'm, I feel a little, I feel a little naked. Yeah. Right? Like, oh God, what are they going to see? Are they going to, is it going to, is it okay? Right. Do they like it? Well, uh, it's probably, you know what is funny, But you've seen right? it before. Oh, right. We've you're like a doctor. Everything. You've seen We've it all. seen everything. <laughs> and we, I've seen so many things over the years, right? And so, I, again, 20 years of working with people. There's very little that's going to be a surprise or and right. and and there's no judgment either for people. We no. just try to take people no. where they're at and say, let's let's get you let's get you moving in the right direction or moving more efficiently in the direction you're going or just tweaking the things that need tweaking. Let's keep what's good. Let's keep that going where you've got it. Let's help you in this area. So it's just looking at people's situation and people mm-hmm. usually walk away with with a lot more peace of mind. And confidence in where they're going then. Yeah. And you're not, you're not going to, you're going to feel better that you, you confronted it, yeah. talked about it. Right. Uh, you know, what do they say? Eat the it? frog, right? Is it yes. that? Eat the frog. <laughs> Eat the frog. Which doesn't sound, maybe let's not say that. That's not, let's not do that. Never mind. <laughs> we'll find a better analogy. Sure. Absolutely. <laughs> but, um, but anyway, that's, yes, it's just a matter of, of, of just taking some initial steps. And I think moving in a direction, at least can give you some confidence that you're that there's some progress being made. Mm-hmm. So anyway, we're, so that's 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 what we're going to be talking about the next couple shows here, um, and that's where we can come in just to help give people any of those specific recommendations on having and building a real solid financial foundation. Hopefully, one that will last. So. I'm excited. We're going to keep this conversation going. And as you said, we're going to be talking about it probably for the next couple of shows. Maybe not me personally, but, right. but of course you. The topic, and, yeah. Uh, yes. There's a lot. There's a lot to d- dig into. And I'm excited. And we're going to get into more of it in just a second. Uh, and, you know, stay tuned. Come on back. Uh, MyTalk1071.com. This is the Financial Health and Wealth Show. I had to let that play just a little bit. It It is. I mean, it's a throw. It is a throwback. It's a throwback. I, you know, here's the thing. When the Goo Goo Dolls were first really, really big, I did not appreciate them. Mm. And I got to see, uh, when you, when you, when you are around someone who loves something so much, my, my former on air partner loved the Goo Goo Dolls so much. He converted me. Oh, and sometimes, uh, yeah, sometimes someone's um, uh, like their passion for something can yes, be contagious. Yes. And it, yeah. and it always meant so much to him in that particular song. And so when I hear it, I'm like, all right, well, we got to let him got to let him emote for a moment. <laughs> yeah. Maybe that brings you back to some memories or some I feel like music can right? music can can bring you back to a moment or a time in your life when that. Yep. song was popular right or maybe you were listening to it a lot so. absolutely and welcome back to the financial health and wealth show we are uh, continuing right along and we're gonna you know what by the end of this hour 
I'm going to be completely fixed. <laughs> I can tell. Financially fixed. Yes, financially. <laughs> That's good. Well, hopefully we're going to, you can, obviously, we're going to give you a lot of different ideas and recommendations and just tidbits on building a solid foundation, right? You can you can never account for every variable, right? That's the very difficult to do in any area of your life. But we have found, I mean, there's certain things that I think we can try and plan for that will at least give you the best opportunity when certain incidents or certain unforeseen things in life may happen, or even just planning properly for trying to have the most ideal, whether it's mm-hmm. retirement or other different circumstances that might play around with your finances or play a role with your finances, right? So so those are things we're going to go through today. So hopefully there will be some nuggets. Again, feel free to take notes or n- not take notes if you're driving, just mental notes mental, if you're driving. Yeah, mental notes. So let's jump in. The first topic and area where I think it's good to start for people is looking, and it's not the most exciting, but I will say if you can, if you dig into this, it's a great starting point, and that's your budget. Mm. and. Well, when I say budget, what I mean really is initially... Yeah, what do those words mean? What, yeah. What was a budget? <laughs> well, it's really what it is, is it's setting eye, it's getting some eyes and some focused attention on what's coming in. And in a month's time is a is a nice time frame, but though for some people, a month may not be the best interval. But I think so many things as far as bills and expenses for us, we quantify in a monthly interval, Right. We have certain bills and, and, and we pay them each month, right? Yeah. We talk about things monthly. Yeah. So I think that can be, for most people, it's the most appropriate interval to work with. Is it? It's a month. So you look at what's coming in in a month. And then you look at, once you get that bottom line, you start to look at what's going out. Where's the money going? Mm-hmm. So that you can just get a really good sense and a sense of control, in a sense, or knowledge on, on your, your, just your budget, your cash flow, the, where the money is coming in and where it's going. One of the things, and you gave me this tip um, on a previous show, and I actually, I, I I was looking very intently at my checking account, but what I wasn't doing was looking at the stuff that I had automatic renewal on one of my credit cards. Yeah, and I did not realize. I mean, it started kind of clicking up there, and you don't think about that as cash flow because yep. the payment doesn't really go up each month. So yeah, yeah, I was able to trim. Awesome. Yeah. I mean, I mean, not a ton, but like probably 60, 60, 70 bucks a month. Well, that's something. It's something. That's something, right? Absolutely. That will add up no matter how much, right? Whether it's 50, 60, 70, 100, couple hundred. I've seen people really. Now, the whole point of this exercise is is just to to get a better sense, right? To get a better sense and a focused, um, just some eyes on on what you're doing, right? And then... You can start to, like you said, if there's certain things that either you're not, that are not any longer value to you, right? Or you're not utilizing or you've just decided, do I really need this anymore? Um, so if your goal is to try and free up some money, you can at least make some educated decisions looking at where money is going. Like you said, it's those auto renewal things, too, that that can get you. So. Yep. And, and I've gotten I've gotten caught mm-hmm. in some of those too. And then it's like, oh, I mean to call them up, and of course, then they go through the rigmarole and they try to keep you around, right? So it's not, it's usually not a fun and pleasurable experience to try and get out of some of those things, but but that can be uh, that can be useful to do. So now maybe you don't need to free up any additional money. Here's the thing: it doesn't matter if you're making a thousand dollars a month, if you're making ten thousand dollars a month you're making $100,000 a month, it, it really doesn't matter. It's just good to look at what's coming in and what's going out and just look at the numbers. And then, again, great. And if it, you could be making 100000 and still 
not having much extra because you could mm-hmm. be spending it all right. It doesn't really matter what you make. It's what you're doing with it. How many times do we hear about someone who's a celebrity or someone who's quite wealthy and then they can't quite hold it? Or, right. or you know, someone wins the lottery and then, you know, a f- few years later it's gone. So right. it's because those skills weren't in place, right? We, we were they weren't analyzing right. from the beginning. Yes. Yeah. We tend to it's not this is not across the board and it's not it's not a set one way or another. It's not black and white, but we tend to either be more inclined to spend or more inclined to save. Mm-hmm. And that's not to mean that spenders don't save or savers don't spend, vice versa. But but usually we have we have uh I don't want to exercise one of those muscles more than the other typically. And that's not always the case, but you can usually tell. And if you really want to know, look at your savings account, look at your bank account, look at things. I've seen even people who make meager amounts really start accumulating quite a bit. And I wouldn't get upset or beat yourself up one way or another, whichever you find that you may be more inclined to. That's that's fine. There's no there's not necessarily a right or wrong. Right. It's just knowing what are you more inclined to do and then being able to start moving forward, knowing how you are, how you respond, some of your habits. And again, sometimes it's just having a consultation to get someone to put a fire under you to say, all right, I want to make some changes, or this is what I want to start doing now. Or maybe you've been a great saver, but you didn't know where to save it, so it's all in your bank account. So Mm -hmm. you just want to do something with it, and you don't know what to do. It could be any number of things. But it's, like I said, the whole purpose of the first, kind of that first step on looking at cash flow is just really being able to get to a point where you have a good idea of what your monthly money looks like and, and getting to that discretionary income. If there's discretionary income, if there's not, try and free up money because mm-hmm. discretionary income would be, it'd be what's left over after the money that comes in and all the bills are paid and things or whatever you spend on a monthly basis. It's what's left. That's the discretionary income. You want to get to whatever that number is. Yeah, so don't start with your paycheck. Spend what you want and then do the budget. Right. Oh, okay. Right. And well, now, now you tell me. Yeah. <laughs> Great. And looking back, though, this can be, it's an interesting time when you do it in the new year, when you look back at whether it's your bank statements, your credit card statements, to try and get an idea of what's being spent because of the holidays, right? But if you can try and factor in, factor out, I should say, or exclude those things, those things that are maybe a one-off because of the holidays, maybe you hosted a, you know, an, an event or something, and so you had extra food expenses or extra whatever, mm-hmm, right? Mm-hmm. So try and factor all that in and try and get to what would be an average month. Maybe you look back to November or October or something, something that would be before, prior yeah. to what some of the holidays would be. If you're a commissioned person and there's seasonal, you know, seasonality. Sure, all know, those things. Stuff like yeah. that, yeah. I know, there's some things that can be tricky, but so for most people, though, it would just be a matter of trying to look at and getting to a bottom line of what's extra, in a sense, on a monthly basis. And then really looking at your bank account and saying, is that accurate? Is that what does my bank account usually or savings grow by that much each month? Mm-hmm. So just kind of looking at if that's accurate. And then if it's not, again, just try and make some decisions and, and see what you can do to get to a point where you can start putting more away or putting more aside. I'm excited to to try. Yeah, <laughs> I do. I am. I am. Yeah. I am. And we will. You know what? You're gonna. We're, well, obviously, you're gonna stick around and give us some more great pointers. We've got so much. I can't even tell you how much information we have to go through. I like I said, we're just scratching the surface so far here. All right. Well, then we'll go real quick, and we'll come right back to the financial health and wealth show. Uh, this is Tiffany Norton on my talk 107. Oh, I love it. So I'll give a little boot thing. I know. 
All right. Man, we just, all of a sudden, you know this what? It's like a jam. Like it just makes you want to kind of move a little bit, even though it's cold out. And oh, yeah. I'm dating myself, but I would roller skate to this. <laughs> I would turn out to this. Absolutely. <laughs> oh, my goodness. Welcome back to the Financial Health and Wealth Show. I am Tiffany Norton, sitting in for the beautiful, talented Miss Shannon Paul as a day off. And uh, Chris Cassandra Brazier and I, uh, we're, we're just fun. getting into uh, part three. Yeah. I love well, it. Kind of. Kind of sort second, of. The second area. Kind oh, of. Second We've area. talked about a number of things, right? So it's maybe hard to, to, to track that. But So we talked initially about your cash flow, right? Kind of that budget section, the cash flow. Oh, one last thing on that, by the way, is that when you look at where everything's going monthly, and if you're at a point where you really do want to rein things in, if that's where you're at, one thing you want to build into your budget is spending money. And I always like to mention that because I think sometimes we we feel or we think maybe that we're supposed to not spend anything if we're trying to turn the tides, right? Which is not necessarily the case. Because I think sometimes, just like with dieting, right? If you've ever tried to go on such a strict diet Mm -hmm. where... There's no wiggle room at all. I think that can be tough sometimes. Yeah, that's that's when you just have the like the little morsel of something because you yeah. deprived yourself for so long right. and then you ate the whole cake. And then you just go and then it's hard, right? And now I'm not saying it's it's that you shouldn't if if there's a real compelling reason, right, health-wise that you shouldn't do a very strict diet. I've tried to do things like that too in the past that have been beneficial, right? But but what I'm saying is that it's not necessarily um, required. Right. If you want to turn the tides with your budget, with your finances and, and start changing habits, it, I do recommend that you have some kind of spending money yeah. built into your budget. And that just gives you then, like, you know how they say kids like boundaries, right? We like to know kind of where are the boundaries, right? You got to teach them, okay, not the street, right? Stay, stay here. Don't go over there. This is stay in our yard, whatever. They just need to know boundaries. I think that is somewhat helpful too, when you're going through your budget, when it comes to spending, if you're used to just spending whatever and then sometimes feeling like, oh, maybe I spent too much, or I shouldn't have done that. If you have a set amount of spending money, then it's easier to know these are the parameters and then feel good and mm-hmm. not guilty about spending that much. And you can build in the things that you want to do. Right. If you know you always go to bingo. Yeah. You know, and that's your thing. And mm-hmm. you want to go and have fun with the girls or there's always a there's a coffee group you get together sure. with. You know, you can you can do all that stuff. You don't have to deprive yourself is what right. you're saying. Exactly. Okay. So build it into your budget. That's that's the point in spending and, and have some enjoyment along the way as well. Don't completely cut everything out. That's not what we're saying. So the next step then, once you've gotten the cash flow and you've, you've got an idea of that, is looking at how's your emergency fund? Because that's the next step is there's going to be unforeseen things in our lives, right? Mm. Whether it's... People yep. being laid off, right? <laughs> yep. Which we've talked about. And there's I've had I've had more clients reaching out about that too over the last number of months. Um, in all different industries too. Um, or it's a health, something that pops up with your health that you didn't, you know, prepare for or know, because those those things usually come out of left field. Mm-hmm. Um, maybe it's something that needs to be replaced. Maybe it's an accident where everyone's fine, but the car's totaled and then my brother actually had he had a situation where he brought his car in to get repaired. And then they told him while it was in the shop that there was a recall on it. Mm. And so, and it was older. He had no payment, right? But then they for, they wouldn't release the car to him. And so they forced him, they gave him cre- some credit towards a new one, right? But he was forced then to buy a new car, basically, because they would not, they said, no, this the car is recalled. Yeah, there was enough issues with it at that point. Again, it was, an, it was number of years old. So it was probably more than 10, 50. I don't even remember how old it was. But the point is he wasn't prepared to buy a new car. I mean, he wasn't mentally planning to, right? Right. Thankfully, he had a cushion, so he was able to do it. But it's it's one of those things where you maybe, you're not 
thinking and planning because he didn't have a payment before, right? So anyway, it's, it's those kinds of things. Um, we, we had the situation with our daughter who was diagnosed with leukemia, right? She had cancer at almost three years old. So mm. that's something you don't plan for, nope. right? Or you don't, you're not prepared for. So again, thankfully we had a cushion and we were able to take some time and, you know, not worry about bills and things in the meantime. And we had a great support system. But those are the things in life that if you have a, a mon- monetary cushion, I think it at least can alleviate some financial stress in times when you're maybe not prepared for what is happening. Well, the the anxiety that brings, I mean, money is money is the physical manifestation of your energy, really. Like that's what that's what we get mm-hmm. for your work and for all that kind of stuff. So, you know, caring for it and all that and the anxiety that is it's that keeps you up at night. It's it's usually not what someone said about you or anything like right. that. The, the, those money things, though. That right. Exactly. So how much how much do you have then? How much is it recommended? So what's recommended to have in an emergency fund or some kind of cushion would be somewhere between three to six months of what your expenses are. And to be clear, your expenses are not maybe your income. It depends on it depends on those could be the same numbers, but they may not be. Mm-hmm. So, again, if you go back to your whole cash flow picture, look at what your total expenses are. That's the number you want to shoot for three to six months of. Now, some people, either maybe you don't have maybe even one month right now. That's okay. Maybe some people have three or four years worth, and that's okay too. So, But on either side, there may be things that you want to do. If you don't have the three months worth, start working up to one month, two months. Start building towards the three months. If you've got three or four years, maybe you want to shift some of that. And we're going to talk a little bit more about some other ideas on some of those if you've got the excess there too. But really, a three to six month amount is is at least recommended. Some people, again, it gives you peace of mind to have at least a year or to have a couple years. That's fine too. But again, it may be smart to shift some of that. Still keep it accessible, but maybe have it creating more value, You know, earning some additional interest. Typically, if it's sitting in your checking or savings at a bank, you're usually you're not getting too much on it. Now, some banks, some of their savings have increased a little bit here with the interest rate environment, but still, if it's sitting yeah. at an actual bank location, it's probably not making a whole lot. No, it's not so, doing it's not doing too too no, too much. No, and again, if you have quite a bit more in excess, those are some areas where you may be able to shift some of it and still have it very accessible and liquid and conservative, but still be picking up some more interest on it. Um, money markets right now, and there's they're not guaranteed. The rate on money market isn't a guaranteed rate, but it can be a great place if you have some excess that you don't have a specific plan for maybe yet. You just wanted to have additional interest generated on it. With interest rates higher right now, there's some really great money market options out there for people. So what we do is sometimes we set up a brokerage account for people for money markets and maybe some additional, maybe some other funds as well, but it just depends. We had I had these clients that... They were selling their house and they were going to wait. I don't know. They were they didn't know when they were going to buy a new house, but they had about six hundred and fifty thousand that they were just they wanted to just put somewhere just to get some interest on. Sure. <clears throat> they didn't know that three weeks later they would want to take it out because they uh, found another house and they wanted to quickly close. Happens, right. <laughs> well, what's funny is that. Even in that three-week window of time, which is waste, I mean, we would have typically not set up an account, but with that much money, it, it worked out to their benefit. Even for three weeks, they earned almost 2000 of interest on it in those three weeks' time of just sitting in the money market. So was it worth it to them? Yeah. Right? So 
all I'm saying is that there, it, it, again, you just never know what different ideas or options might be available. So from an emergency fund standpoint, it's something you want it to be accessible. You want it to be liquid. You don't want to be aggressive with it because you want the money to be there in yeah. the time when you're going to need it. And the money markets, generally speaking, are pretty, they're, they're you know, like you said, they're not guaranteed, but they're right. they're, they're pretty conservative. They are, right. But when I mean guaranteed, it just means that the interest can fluctuate, right? It'll fluctuate right. with the interest rate environment, which right now, as you know, you know, as most people are aware, if you were to go get a mortgage, they're a little bit higher than they were in the last few years. But that plays to your benefit in money markets, right? Mm-hmm. But when the mortgage rates come down again too, so will money markets, right? So the interest rates are all tied. But this is a this is an area that with the higher interest rates, it's a benefit to people. So might as well take advantage of it while it's around. We don't know how long it'll be around for. Right. Um, and, and those are, like I said, very liquid. Um, and, it, you know, even working with an advisor and having a, you know, having a small advisor fee on the account, you still get a great amount of interest on it. So mm-hmm. it's helpful. And then you can have that guidance. And sometimes people end up shifting and, and making it something that they push out for the time frame and say, you know, we're not going to need it for a lot longer then maybe you invest some of it too, but you have all those options. You yes. just have a lot more options and flexibility. So, so that's 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 the next step, right? We talked about your cash flow, getting a good handle on where money's at in your budget, then looking at what does your emergency fund look like, where do you have it, right? So something more conservative, something very easily accessible, because again, it's those it's you have it for those unexpected times. So you never know when that's going to happen. So you want to be able to access it pretty quickly. Mm-hmm. And right? there's no penalty on one of right. those, right? Because right. you've already paid the taxes, the right. money that you put it in there. It's so liquid can, money. Yep. yep. It's liquid money, meaning it's accessible at any time. You don't want to put it in any kind of retirement fund because those types of accounts are not meant for this type of pull it out the next day, right? Those are more for the longer term. Mm-hmm. So, you know, depending on how old you are, right? Longer term. But those are meant for retirement income planning purposes. So you have different types of accounts for different purposes in life. And the savings or the online savings or the money market, the brokerage accounts, those are more geared towards that very conservative. They're going to be there. Um, they're accessible. They're liquid. That's that's what we look at for an emergency fund, right? Yeah. Now, some people might think a CD might be an option too. And it maybe could be for some monies. But CDs usually don't aren't as liquid because usually you're you're there's a commitment right you're committing to a period of time so who knows when you're going to need it yeah and so that that's situation why we don't necessarily usually use CDs for that but CDs may come into uh they come in, they may come into play for other areas that we'll talk about I love that well you know what and we will be right back and continue this conversation we're gonna talk about debt next okay i know but there's some exciting things to talk about Ooh, exciting things about debt. all right well i am all ears uh stay tuned and uh if you want to call and chat with the show you can always call in 651-641-1071 you're listening to the financial health and wealth show i am tiffany norton Welcome back, everyone, to the Financial Health and Wealth Show. I am Tiffany, sitting in for the lovely Miss Shannon Paul. I am hanging out with my good friend Cassandra Brazier, and we're we're going to talk to or talk about something um, I, I have a fair amount of experience with. Yeah, um, debt. Because mm-hmm. you worked in the mortgage industry. Well, that's your industry. Yeah, yeah, yeah. 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 I know a little bit about debt. I personally, uh, as a fan, big fan of debt. No. <laughs> <laughs> I don't know 
if you're watching the new season of Fargo. No. But one of the main characters, she owns a debt management company. Oh, and really? So, and she's a billionaire. Oh, funny. So, yep. Yep. It's a big industry, right? It's a big industry. Absolutely. So let, let's talk about debt. Um, diff, there's so many different philosophies and ideas and information on debt. And depends on who you ask, right? And I know there's some very contrasting opinions. Um, we, we can talk about Robert Kiyosaki, Rich Dad, Poor Dad, right? Where he talks about yep. use other people's money, leverage you leverage things, right? Borrow to, to buy properties and things like that. And that's... So that's one philosophy. Dave Ramsey talks about don't have any debt, um, which I think he, he's also admitted, though, that for most people, it would be it would take a lot to get there. Right. And for a lot of people, they they probably do need to take on some at different times in their life. But it's I think most of us can agree that it's the high interest credit card debt that is probably the the least advantageous to have sure and there's a number and the biggest reason again is when we when we went back to the kind of the beginning of the show talking about compounding and talking about how money compounds because when money doubles it doubles based on whatever the interest rate is right Mm -hmm. whether it's growing or whether it's a debt that's growing against you right so when you talk about it doubling when you have 29.99 percent on a credit card just about, I mean, it's about three years or so that it takes for that debt to double. And if you're only paying the minimums on it, it's going to take, I mean, it's going to be insurmountable, right? So so I think we can agree that that's probably a debt that you don't want to have and that you'd want to work to eliminate that. Right. And if you got yourself into a situation where, hey, it was an emergency and you had yeah. to do it, okay. Yep. No big deal. Right. But what do we, what do, we do to get rid of it? Mm-hmm. So when you talk about different... Philosophies are different ways to pay down debt. There are a couple different ways, you know, that are proven that that you could you could pick one or the other. Or, I mean, you could switch. You could switch, I guess, if you wanted to. But one way is to look at any debt that you have. And we're assuming you have multiple accounts. If you don't, it would be a lot easier. You could just attack that one no matter what. Right. Mm -hmm. But if you have multiple ones that you're trying to manage and figure out what you probably don't want to do is just pay a little extra or pay extra to each one. The fastest way is to pay the minimum towards all of them, except, and this is where you pick one way or another, except either the lowest balance one. So you could, if you're someone, like I know Shannon talks about, I like to gamify everything. She says that, right? If you're someone who you like to see some like instant results or faster results, you may want to go for this strategy where you look at the lowest balance. Mm-hmm. Because if you can pay the minimum towards everything else and then pay the most towards the lowest balance and then go on to the next one, then go on to the next one, right? That's one strategy. Yep. I like to see progress. Yes. So, so that, you would probably want to go that route, that's, right? Yeah, that's, that's more my style. Yeah. And then um, conversely, what some people will come to me and say, well, what? how am I going to pay the least amount of, of interest, right? Mm. Well, then you'd want to pay the minimum except the highest interest rate. You go for that one. So if you have one that's like 29%, then you have one that's like 22%. You have one that's like 14%, right? You'd want to pay the minimum towards the low, the two lower interest rate ones and pay the most towards you that you could, any extra towards that highest interest rate one, and then go to the next ones. Either way, either strategy that you use will be great. I mean, it, a strategy is a strategy if you stick to it and then you, you will eventually then pay it all down. And you'll be it'll be better than likely than just paying extra towards all of them. Yeah, because you're not really you're not moving the needle that much. You're kind of you're you're diluting it. I right. guess. Right. So either one of those two strategies. Now, sometimes people will say, I 
this happened because, like you said, maybe it was an emergency, right? Mm-hmm. Something that was unforeseen. That's why the last thing we talked about was having an emergency fund. That's also why if you don't have much of an emergency fund and you also have some debt, I still recommend building up your emergency fund to some degree while you're paying down debt because otherwise it could be a vicious cycle. Yeah. Because we do know that in life, usually unforeseen things happen. And and if you've already experienced that and had to use credit or use debt in those circumstances, then you already know. But the thing is, is you don't want to be in that cycle. So yes, you want to put extra and you want to put a majority of your time and energy towards paying the debt down, but you also do want to portion some off to build up an emergency fund so that if and when things happen in the future, you're not in that cycle anymore. Right. You can go to that savings and then pull some out in a time of need. So don't just like keep yourself zero in savings and right. put it all towards the credit cards. Right. Still maintain keeping that little, that little right. nest egg over Whether there. Whether it's $50 okay. a paycheck, $100 a paycheck. It really depends on Makes how much sense. you have to work with, right? And so that's why that's why I recommend it because right you you want to you want to break that cycle if that's where you're at. Um okay. So there, and so anyway, there, like I said, good debt, bad debt, you know, different philosophies. But it can be it can be uh, it can be fun, though, and it can be very. I mean, you can build a lot of confidence, right? Paying it down, just shifting, like I said, turning the tides. Yeah. You, you know, sometimes you don't even want to be in the driver's seat of your own stuff. I, mean, <laughs> I get that, right? I'm like, can't I just drop this car off to someone else? But. But yeah, when you really start looking at it and you go, okay, I'm going to be intentional about this one thing. All right, boom, just this this one thing. I'm going to, this year, 2024, yep. um, I've got, let's say I've got $2,000 in, mm-hmm. uh, in, a, in a rainy day fund. I want it to be four by the end of the year. Yeah. Right? I think that's awesome. You Set know, some financial goals. Yeah, I think savings goals and, you know, make them, but make them the, you know, fun, mm-hmm. you know, and, and, and manageable. Don't. You know, don't make yourself nuts about it. No. And the other, this is the thing. So my husband and I, and Shannon knows this, but we do, um, we do different talks for engaged couples, right? In the, in the, in the Twin Cities. And so when they have different um, events going on, we've done this talk. And one of the things we talk about on the debt side, because this is, this is a personal thing that's happened with my husband and I. So this is is coming from, yeah. This is coming from our own experience, real life. And so we do talk about this with, with people preparing for marriage. And maybe you're in this situation too, where you may be in a relationship where the other person has a different, very strong opinion on the way things should be handled with money. I am mm-hmm. guessing we're not the only ones out there. Nope. Um, and I actually, I find this very often where people will come to me and say, which way should we be doing it? Right. Which way should we be handling this X, Y, Z, whatever it is with their money. Here's the thing to understand when you're in a relationship is that it's, I, I, I caution people from trying to say who's right that doesn't necessarily help the relationship, right? Mm-hmm. When the when the goal, it, hopefully overall, is to have harmony and, and, and peace in your relationship, one of the things you may want to do is just decide what is best for us, not necessarily what do the experts say we should be doing or what did you always think was the right way to do it? Because this happened or, with my husband and I where I, I mean, I'm, I, this is what I do, right? Right. And he he handles he just doesn't like he he just doesn't like debt at all, okay. which is great, which is fine. And I had some student loan debt when we first got married, and he wanted me to pay it off early. And I said, "Well, honey, it's like super low interest, and yeah. why would we do?" That? And he just didn't like us having it out there. And so 
Finally, I was like, fine, fine, fine. Let's just pay it off, right? Whatever. We had the money. I just didn't think it was necessary. But it was what was best for us. So that's why I bring that up. Because then it was figuring out. Yeah. It was reducing his anxiety about it. Right. He Mm -hmm. just didn't like knowing that it was out there. And so, and even though it didn't bother me at all, and I thought, well, it's so low interest. And there's, right. Anyway, it was, it was all those things. But we did. We paid it off. And I thought, well, it's not what I would do necessarily. But so, point being, and this is what we talk to engaged couples and things. And I, I talk about this too with couples is you got to figure out what's the best thing for your relationship right Right. for your situation and that and that goes with debt that goes with with any kind of financial decisions or you know obviously i'm only speaking financially but you know in most things right you can you could try to live your life based on what everyone else says you should be doing or you could really look at what do we think we should be doing? I, I wish I would have. I, I think that's so great that you do that, that you have those conversations. I wish I would have had that before I got married. Not that, you know, not that that was the reason we broke up yeah. or anything, but you don't have those talks. And it's it's kind of rude to talk about money and you don't really. You're it's like, uncomfortable oh, it's gonna, sometimes. And right? it's not, you know, it's not sexy. So you're kind of like, ooh, we'll talk about it later. But well, especially then, if you don't know or if you feel any kind of insecurity about how you've handled money whether you've done a good job or not sometimes we question if we've done the right things Mm -hmm. so i think sometimes we have a lot we have that voice in the back of our head that can make it hard to have money conversations so we try to make that an easy painless topic to talk about we just we we talk about it without emotions we just want to help people get things on track get things in in a good place Whatever it is, wherever you're at with your with your journey, whether you're starting out, whether you're already retired, whether you're whether you're ten years from retirement, um, it doesn't matter. It really doesn't matter. There's so much that can be done. You can go to avilawealth.com, a v i l a wealth.com. You can call six five one six zero 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 eight five five.